Back Pocket presents Golden Nuggets. There are golden nuggets in every podcast we do. Here are our three golden nuggets. Enjoy. Virtual reality and humans 2.0. I mean, and you mentioned that you were on a podcast last year that kind of inspired you to start your own podcast. I mean, your story in the podcast industry is awesome. Your story on LinkedIn is awesome. Dude, you're the, probably the, the savviest user of LinkedIn we know. So that is mad props to you. Um, let's tap into virtual reality first. Kind of where did you see that and how did you get into it? Yeah, so so I had always like been aware a little bit about virtual reality. Like I, I remember seeing it like at the mall or like at the Microsoft store where they have it on demo. Um, and I had played some of the games, but I didn't really think of it too much. And it was only until, um, it was only until I like, you know, really a big part in me kind of like uh, getting a hold on my life was like the concept of like creating a future for myself. Cause I learned that, you know, if you don't have something to strive forward to tomorrow, then you become hopeless and you think that, you know, what's happening right now today is going to be no better than what's to come tomorrow. Um, so that was a major part of it. And part of that, like, discovery was, like, just looking out in the future and seeing, like, what kinds of different... So, like, now that I have, like, a real understanding of technology, right, um, like, through the server, and, like, I started to realize different things. So, like, the biggest realization that made me understand the power of technology was... Um, so, like I said, my parents are from Egypt. Uh, I've been there, visited there. It's a great place. But um, in 2011, 2012, they had a, like a revolution. There was this thing called the Arab Spring. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's basically mm-hmm. where like a bunch of Middle Eastern countries in like a very short period just like all like revolted against their governments that were like tyrannies or just like were bad and like they kicked people out. It was just like this like, like this beginning of like this like freedom depending on who you ask and like I remember I was talking to my cousins because they still live in Egypt and like some of the stuff that happened was horrible wasn't too bad but um, one of the things that he told me was like when it was first happening uh, some of the some of like the graffiti that was up on the walls like on some of like the the buildings was like a blue square with the, the with the white f meaning like Facebook. And that's because like the literally the entire revolution started from a Facebook group chat. Like wow. that's how these things start. So like that stuff started happening. I started to see the server and I was like, wait, there's like something that's totally different going on. And like, while I didn't necessarily like get it in this way back then, like that's when I started to like really understand uh, like the power of technology. Okay. Um, so like for me, once I understood that, um, it was just like a natural progression, me understanding where the future is going to go with all the exponential technology. So I'm talking about things like um, artificial intelligence, IoT, the Internet of Things, blockchain, virtual reality, augmented reality, um, uh, medical nanobots, uh, biotech, like so many different exponential technologies are coming out, which basically means um a bunch of different industries are being created at the same time. And these technologies are being accelerated so fast that when they come together, they actually accelerate faster. So it's kind of like if you look at um, what everyone has in their pocket today, 
you know, an iPhone, that's a supercomputer that's a million times more powerful, a thousand times cheaper, a thousand times more portable than the United States president had like 20 years ago. You've just got to like start projecting on like what's going to happen in the future, like five, 10, 20 years when these things get super small. And then eventually they become the size of like this atom nanobot and you can like put it in your bloodstream. And like this concept that technology isn't really this thing that you even have to think about. It's just this thing that just kind of like helps you on your own life. Um, so like that was part of it. And like, I looked into virtual reality. That was the one that kind of like spoke to me because I just realized that like, it's not just being used for like video games and it's not just like this gimmick. Did you know that, you know, Walmart, for example, one of the biggest employers of the country is using virtual reality to train their employees. And they have a bunch of these centers in the back of their stores where they have virtual reality headsets in combination with different artificial intelligence technologies that actually like train them how to do everything because it's like not only cheaper, it's also way more efficient. And it's the person learns and learns by doing way faster. They retain the information way better. It's just like this crazy experience and it's cheaper. So there's like that example. Another example is like the US military is using virtual reality in certain cases to treat veterans that have PTSD. So it's like, you know, you look at a problem like PTSD, for example, and other uh, like mental traumas that happen. And you start to think like, okay, how, how is the solution being tackled today? Okay, so there's like prescription drugs, which is like, um, you know, some of it's helpful and some of it's causing like the opiate epidemic, which in America is like this gigantic thing that's, that, that's going on right now. Um, and it's like, what if we could use this technology to actually help people instead? Boston's Children's Hospital is using it to um, do different um, demos with kids to like distract them and also people that are in pain. VR has actually been shown to be more effective than morphine at pain killing. So there's that. So it's like all these different uses. So I was just like, hey, how can I get in, like involved in this industry? So like in the next 10, 15 years, I can like at least try to be somebody in like 10, 15, like somebody revolutionary within that industry. So like I started this company called ViewDream that basically began to try to uh, distribute VR headsets around the world. So like we tried to do a bunch of different things, like um, get them in classrooms, uh, do like different programs where we would, we would um, give you like a free one. We started launching like different content things on the internet online. Um, we basically ended up having like a super successful, um, like just over like through a year's period of just like marketing successfully, we became like one of the top 10 virtual reality websites. Like we, we were, our site was getting viewed like millions of times. Eventually like other CEOs of VR companies started reaching out to us and they're like, Hey, you know, what can, what can we do to work together to get some of the results that you're getting on us? So like, that's really what we've been morphing into and shifting into kind of like this growth agency for virtual and augmented reality companies. And the future for us is um, like, you know, five, 10 years out to actually start developing VR software for certain solutions that like we think VR has a good shot at maybe tackling in the world. Uh, a big one for me is kind of mental health and I'm forming another organization called Metamorphosis that's actually sole purpose is to tackle mental health by using these different technologies. 
um, like for me, what I realized growing up is um, like, I, you know, I had, I had all sorts of different, um, you know, health problems. Like when I was six months, I almost died because I had like different uh, like bacterial infections and like my health has never really been like the stable thing up until three years ago when like I decided to make a change. Um, so like, well, I actually, yeah. So like the change for me was just, um, like, just like kind of going on like this, um, like this tale where, uh, like this, like this journey, like just kind of thinking of myself as like the hero of my own story. And I'm like, you know, if my grandkids are looking at this day right now, like, what would I be doing? So it's just like, kind of like thinking in that kind of perspective and like w what I want to be doing in life. So like for me, it was just like getting clear on like why I'm alive and like what I'm doing every single day. What is like your average quality in the sense of like, man, I tried this for the first time and I just sucked at it. Or, um, you know, something that you maybe do well sometimes, but you struggle with it other times. What would that be? Um... Dude, honestly, if I'm being totally honest with you, honestly, I think everything. Um, like, I just think that, like, you know, like, I'll tell you this. The way that I'll answer your question is one of the biggest mind-blowing things that I've learned through interviewing a bunch of people on my podcast, like over 175 people, people like um, Seth Godin, like one of the greatest authors of our time, Naveen Jain, somebody that has like a space company the biggest takeaway that I could possibly translate to somebody is this people that are like super, super successful. They're literally like, they, they sometimes get the same thoughts as you. Like they, they are afraid they have doubts. They have insecurities. Like some of them might go onto podcasts and they're like, Oh, who's that? Like, like they're, they're all the same, but what they do differently is they just do it instead. And eventually what ends up happening is, people don't remember your failures. Like uh, you'll just be kind of known for those successes. And like, eventually if you kind of like construct this narrative, um, people will kind of like remember you by that. So like that, the reason I answer that question that way is I just think like, like I don't learn things fast. Like it takes me a while to get my groove on with like anything new that I do. Um, I'm always trying to, do that better but it's like i don't think i'm necessarily like good at like this one particular thing um i just think i'm like i'm just always i'm always at bat like i'm always trying like You're i'm always doing always, it. i'm always doing it and it's like some of them are gonna suck actually a lot of them have sucked but it's like i don't even care like that's just part of the process that's just part of the journey because i know when i like look back in like 20 years i'm gonna be like dude remember when i was 21 and i was like you know, featured on Forbes and I was doing this and I was talking to all these people and it's just going to be like a, a super funny thing. And I'm just going to laugh at all this stuff. So it's like, even that stuff and even like the serious stuff that happens in life. Like, I just think it's all about just like doing it and, you know, thinking about it later. <laughs> uh, let's get to our, uh, what did you learn segment? Mm -hmm. This is a, this is a staple of the back pocket. If you have listened to all 77 episodes of the back pocket you know we answer what we learned every day on every episode so on the 42nd podcast of season two Declan Brown what'd you learn today I learned that I listened to a human evolution podcast today and I realized that or I learned 
that humans developed or have always had a knack for throwing things. And this developed at an early stage and really was a pinnacle of us as a human race um, evolving so fast. Because before, think of like a monkey trying to defend itself against a lion. You would need 80 to 90 monkeys to by hand to beat this lion. But the second they figured out how to throw, then they could kill that lion from a distance. Having the range to, to beat down a lion or kill a lion um, was huge. And so when you look at kids, they're always chucking stuff. It's a natural habit. It's a natural thing. And that's what I learned. I was like, I, it blew my mind that like something as simple as throwing was something that was a pinnacle part as to why we're here. So they're they're so monkeys are doing it because they're afraid. They're not usually they're not usually doing it because they're trying to kill it. They're afraid they're they're gonna they're die. De- they're defending they're them defending. themselves. Yeah. Yes. Um. So a baby's trying to kill their their parents. I don't know when you when you give a four year old a baseball, he's pretty lethal. Yeah. So there's that, okay. I, I, I knew Just that something to think about. Yeah, definitely something to think about there. Mm-hmm. What'd you learn, man? I learned so this came right off of. Mark Mitri's podcast and when he was talking about the evolution of VR and how that where that's headed and all like how eventually it's going to be like we're not even going to think twice about technology it's just going to be life mm-hmm. I was like whoa like that's sweet I love that all right so I was like thinking about like where we came from and like the evolution of our back pocket podcast and how and then you kind of mentioned this as well was like we this is coming from scratch nothing the back pocket was zero it was non-existence it was all just open territory Mm-hmm. and we built a little hut and we started a fire and we were able to warm our bodies and just slowly grow and then we eventually were able to create a river and or find a water source to like hydrate ourselves and then streamline something and figure out how to quickly expand and build this community and like you can come up with analogy after analogy of how a community has started from literally nothing and that was the back pocket and we're probably like three four huts maybe we got like a two-story building in there right now Mm -hmm. but like we are just this tiny little community that we're starting to see a little success from and it's just super inspirational um and we're wrapping up season two here uh december 20th so for all those back pocket listeners those marketing interns those learners right now we're finishing this season on december 20th with a marketing intern spotlight that's just gonna be deck and i it's going to be a blast. Um, but before we get to that, we got to wrap up this season too and continue to build these grassroots, these this little community that we got. And we're so happy that these marketing interns, all you listeners out there right now are enjoying what we're able to provide. Dude, that's awesome. I freaking love that. And it's great to see like the water resource is, is just represents the life and then that, that next opportunity. And when you're, when it's survival, um, not only in the podcast world, but in real life, it's it's do or die, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's like how we've we haven't really thought of our podcast as do or die, but we've always operated like it was do or die, mm-hmm. no matter what we've done. So that was the best. What did I, what did we learn, or what did, that was the best? What did you learn for of all time? I think from from you, that was phenomenal. Thanks, great man. monologue, man. All right, Sam. What did you learn? Sam? Yeah, mine's probably gonna be better than that, actually. Sweet. Um, okay. Wow. So. Hot take. I think one trend we're going to see here is that my what did I learn is usually a lot less serious than your guys's probably mm-hmm. because my life is a little less serious than your guys's right now mm-hmm. um I miss summer learned that today it's freezing out today uh bank account is down not working as much as I did this summer 
tan's gone not really motivated to keep the body up to par you know i'm gonna be on the boat shirtless with people you yeah know, it's hibernating season right. yeah so uh yeah i miss the sun i'm already sick of the cold it's literally like december 1st it's about to be and i miss summer yo spin zone do you guys miss summer we I mean, love the winter i i like aspects of the winter what do you like about the winter pond hockey okay that's, that's like good. the most minnesota thing i could have said okay but, snow, and, uh, okay pond hockey snowmobiling hunting ice fishing spearing okay you guys ever been spearing before no okay can we're, you, can we're you... gonna go spearing up in my leg yeah okay take yeah. Us. yeah can you yeah i was just gonna say because you seem like you're so minnesotan and you are for sure and but you seem way more minnesotan just because andrew and i are the most non-minnesotan people i feel like um so yeah you get can you take us on a couple of minnesotan adventures yeah i would actually love that okay sick. i would love to do a tour guide i'll take you guys up north take you guys on my lake show you guys how to spear show you guys how to play pond hockey uh, I don't, I'm, I'm I don't not, shoot a gun, so I'll spear, though. I'm, I'm not, not Scandinavian, though, so I can't make you guys like Lefsa or Ludafisk or that's any okay. of that. Which, no you don't want this stuff anyway. I don't so need it's that. pretty gross. But Andy, uh, I'll take you, you on some trips, though. Yeah. What do you love about the winter, Andrew? Okay, so we were just talking about this the other day. Why I love the winter, dude, is because it's just such a gritty atmosphere. Like, Declan's talking about how he goes to his construction job, and he's just got to embody, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's just got to be a gritty ass dude out there just like no just just gotta grind that's all you have to do and it's like you're in the steel city right now and you just gotta work that's literally how i feel that's how you feel at 5 a.m on a 11th floor of a building that's just blowing wind yeah so then you're getting out there in the winter and like when you want to go outside you just have to just be like fuck it like i'm gonna about to be so cold and you have to literally tell yourself i'm not gonna be cold i'm gonna walk down the street to get my groceries to get this case of beer and throw it over my shoulder. I was able to do all summer and love this thing. Now I do it in the winter and it's just like, earn it. Yeah, you got you to gotta earn this this 12, uh, 24 rack of Michelob Golden Light. And that's why I'm earning every single moment I go outside. It's, it's kind of just these small little victories versus the things that you can just easily access, uh, have access to during the summer. I'm not that deep. I just miss the boat. And like summer concerts outside, Andy serious, Andy serious, and Cowboy yeah. Jacks patio. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. a big thing I miss too. That yeah, Cowboy Jacks is phenomenal. Slim's yeah. doesn't even operate anymore because it's just all patio. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. You guys don't miss that. How about this though? You guys would rather be gritty like the Pittsburgh Steelers instead of going to Cowboy Slim's and going on the patio. Fuck, dude. Here's he, I don't know. Like the here's what patio I like though. there. That place is sick. Hold on, dude. You can give me a triple patio, and here's what I'll take over your triple patio. I'll take going up to Whistler and just going down Spanky's Ladder. It's blowing freaking – it's a blizzard snow. You can barely see anything, but you're just crushing and loving that deep powder that just tur- making turns. I love skiing. I love winter. And, like, there's a gritty aspect to that where it's just survival and such a different Mr. experience. Summer over here, dude. I don't mind the cold. Uh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't mind winter, but – I would definitely just take summer over winter any day, especially Minnesota summer. It's just, I don't know, I like the lake and know, the warmth and yeah. cabins and beer. and Sure. I mean, I guess you can drink that in the winter, but yeah. it just tastes a lot better in, in the summer, you know. Also, yeah. having money, that's a big thing because I'm an intern. Okay. So Yeah. You're not I getting work, paid a lot. Yeah. I was working like 40 hours a week this summer. and now I'm, Dude, you're making good money here, though. Yeah, you're making really yeah, good money here. You guys pay pretty good for a guy that presses the button. Yeah. You know. That's pretty cool. But uh, enough about this Plus, weather, dude. Yeah, 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 that was that was our newest segment, um, fall or winter or summer. 
featuring the back pocket. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's great, great title there, Doc. Yeah, thanks. I had to workshop it in my head a little bit. It wasn't yeah. wasn't coming out just right, you know. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Golden Nuggets. If you want to watch this version of Golden Nuggets, go onto YouTube and search the Back Pocket Podcast. You'll go under that channel and you'll be able to find everything you need. If you want to read the Golden Nuggets, go to yourbackpockets.com. That's with an S, yourbackpockets.com. And, and go under the tab blog because that's where you'll be able to read it. If you want to interact with us, go on to social media, the Back Pocket Podcast on Instagram or on Twitter, underscore the Back Pocket. You know the drill. Interact with us. We love your interaction. Take care.